0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 13. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would recognize you when we see difficulties, that you can accomplish anything. You are capable of doing the impossible. That we would have faith in you, and that we would trust our problems to you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 13. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Send for yourself men, and let them explore the land of Canaan, which I am about to give to the Israelites. From each tribe of his father send one man, everyone a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the desert of Paran on the command of Yahweh. All the men were leaders of the Israelites, and these are their names, from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua son of Zachar, From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, son of Hori. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. From the tribe of Issachar, Igal, son of Joseph. From the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea son of Nun. From the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, son of Raphu. From the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodi. From the tribe of Joseph, from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi son of Susi. From the tribe of Dan, Amiel, son of Gamali. From the tribe of Asher, Sether, son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, son of Vashi, from the tribe of Gad, Gael son of Maki, these are the names of the men whom Moses sent to explore the land, and Moses called Hoshea, son of Nun, Joshua. Moses sent them to explore the land of Canaan, and he said to them, Go up like this to the Negev, and go up into the hill country, and you will see what the land is like and if the people who inhabit it are strong or weak, or whether they are few or many, and whether the land they are inhabiting is good or bad, and whether the cities they are inhabiting are camps or fortifications, and whether the land is fertile or lean, and whether there are trees on it or not, you will show yourself courageous, and you will take some of the fruit of the land. It was the time of first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land, from the desert of Zin until Rehob at Lebohamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahimon, Shishai, and Talmai, the descendants of the Anakites, were. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came up to the valley of Eshkol, and they cut off a vine branch and one cluster of grapes from there. They carried it on a pole between two men with pomegranates and figs. That place he called the Valley of Eshkol on account of the cluster of grapes that the Israelites cut off from there. They returned from exploring the land at the end of forty days, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to the entire community of the Israelites in the desert of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the community, and they showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land that you sent us, and it is flowing with milk and honey, This is its fruit. Yet the people who are inhabiting it are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of the Anakites there. The Amalekites are living in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites are living in the hill country, and the Canaanites are living at the sea and on the banks of the Jordan. And Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, "'Surely let us go up and let us take possession of it, "'because surely we will be able to prevail over it.' And the men who went up with him said, "'We are not able to go up to the people "'because they are stronger than us.' And they presented the report of the land that they explored to the Israelites, saying, "'The land that we went through to explore "'is a land that eats its inhabitants, "'and all the people whom we saw in its midst "'are men of great size.' There we saw the Nephilim, the descendants of Anak, came from the Nephilim. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their eyes. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. So far in Numbers, we have seen God organizing the Israelites to go into the promised land, and then we saw some problems where people were grumbling against God and against Moses. This chapter starts out well. Yahweh tells Moses to send some men to look over the land God is going to give them. There is one man from each tribe, so 12 leaders. They were probably younger men. At least we know Joshua is described as young. We find out later in the book of Joshua that Caleb was around 40 years old at this time. The tribe of Levi is not included among the leaders, but Ephraim and Manasseh are included as separate. The Israelites were south of the Promised Land when Moses sent them in to explore the land. Moses mentions starting at the Negev and then going up into the hill country. The Negev is a semi-desert in the southern part of the Promised Land. The hill country would get more rain and have more trees. They are supposed to report on the people who currently inhabit the land, the cities and how well they are fortified, and the land if it is good for crops or trees. So the spies took 40 days to cover the promised land from south to north. They brought back a cluster of grapes and pomegranates and figs. So they came back and gave their report. They started with the good news, which was that the land was very good for food, and they showed the grapes. But the bad news was that the people of the land were very strong with well-fortified cities. And worse, there were giants in the land. They also listed the different people groups and where each was living in the land. Then Caleb told the people, let's go take this land, because we can do it. But the other men said, we cannot. The people are too strong for us. In the next chapter, we will read that Joshua was on Caleb's side, but the other ten were saying it was impossible to take the land. They focus on the giants that they saw around Hebron, and say that they were like grasshoppers compared to those men. And now for a deeper dive. What do you do when you are working toward a goal and then find an impossible wall in the way stopping you? The Israelites were going toward the promised land. God had told them that it was a land flowing with milk and honey. And so these twelve men come back and agree, it is a land flowing with milk and honey. That is an expression meaning that there is plenty of food. Milk and honey were some of the finer foods. So if there was plenty of finer food, then there's plenty of every type of food. But the men also bring back word that the people who are in the land are impossible to defeat. For one thing, they are strong. For another, the cities are well fortified. And for another, there are giants in the land. Of course, they are leaving God out of the equation. God had promised the land to them. And God had already shown his great power in the plagues on Egypt. So they should have faith. Not blind faith, but a well-reasoned faith based on what they had already seen God do. So now, back to us. What do we do when we are working toward a goal, and then our way is blocked with something impossible? Well, we have to put God into the equation. So the question is, does God want me to go in that direction? Now, in most cases, God hasn't specifically promised us a particular thing, so we need to make sure first that we are doing the right thing for the right reason. But still, it may be God stopping us from going that direction, perhaps just for a time until the time is right perhaps forever because this just isn't the right thing. Or perhaps God is just waiting for us to ask him to do the impossible for us, to recognize that we cannot defeat the enemies on our own, that we are not powerful enough, but to recognize that God is able to do the impossible and to defeat the enemies for us. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.